It's a pleasure and an honor to have you join us. When I say us, I mean whoever joins on this podcast for 33 days of morning glory consecration to Jesus through Mary. It's a little bit about why I've done this, and I'll get into the introduction of why we're doing this, is because Jesus did it. Jesus placed himself under the authority, under the mantle, into the womb of Mary. And the question is, if we want to be totally the Lord's, then we ought to do what Jesus did. So in this 33 days, we will be journeying with the Blessed Mother and a few saints, St. Louis de Montfort, St. Maximin Kolbe, Mother Teresa, and John Paul II. And when we do this, the, the first thing I want to tell you is don't quit. This is one of the best decisions I ever made when I was doing this with Catholic, Catholic Youth Expeditions back in 2011 or 12, I think it was 12. And a Catholic musician named Joe Zambone just told me the first week is going to be really difficult because the devil doesn't want you to do this. And that was just really helpful. The other thing was helpful is having other people to do it with me. So don't do this alone. Uh, really important to do this as a community. So if you can find some people, pray to the Holy Spirit for some people to do this with. And then go pick up a book, 33 Days of Morning Glory. Uh, I believe there's PDF versions online, online, but I'm more of a tactile person. I like to physically touch books when I use them. So I hope that you can do that. And I'm just going to read a bit of the introduction to prepare you. And we'll begin in a couple days. Uh, our Marian consecration will end on... Guadalupe, but if you re-listen to this another time, you just start 33 days before, and it's really important just to go through that and to take the time to do this. So what is Marian consecration? I'm just going to read straight from the book, and Father Michael Gately says, what follows is the overview of Marian consecration that I present in my book, Consoling the Heart of Jesus. If you already read it, there, feel to skip this section. However, it doesn't hurt to review, right? To properly understand the essence of total consecration to Jesus through Mary, we'll first need to reflect on an important point. Jesus wants to include all of us in his work of salvation. In other words, he doesn't just want to redeem us and then expect us to kick back and relax. On the contrary, he puts us to work. He wants all of us to labor in his Father's vineyard in one way or another why he didn't just snap his fingers, or why didn't he just snap his fingers and so order things that everyone in the world would individually hear and understand the gospel by some private mystical revelation, we don't know. What we do know is that Jesus relies on others to spread his gospel and that he commissions his disciples to preach it to all. See Gospel of Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 through 20. He basically says to them and us, let's go to work. Of course, that God wants to include us in his work of salvation is a great gift and a glorious privilege. Truly, there's no more important work to be done. While everyone is called to lend a hand in the great work of salvation, not everyone has the same role. For example, St. Paul says there are various, there are varieties of service, there are varieties of working. See 1 Corinthians 12, 5 through 6. It goes on to say that God has appointed the work of salvation, first, firstly, apostles, secondly, prophets, thirdly, teachers, then workers of miracles and healers, helpers, and administrators. Whoever we are, God has appointed to us a special task 
in his great work. Among the various roles God has given his children, there's one that's radically more important than the others, the task he gave to Mary. We all know that God uniquely blessed Mary by by choosing her to conceive, bear, and nurture Jesus Christ, our Savior. But we do realize that her blessed work didn't end once Jesus left home and began his public ministry. After the three years of the blessed Mary's hidden life during Jesus' public ministry, Jesus brought her back into the picture of his works of his work of salvation at its most crucial time, the hour of his passion. At the hour, we might say he fully revealed Mary's special task. The same task she had begun some 33 years before and she still continues. Jesus fully revealed Mary's special task shortly before his death. It happened when he looked down from the cross and said to Mary, as she stood with the Apostle John, Woman, behold your son, and to John, behold your mother. Gospel of John, verse 19, 26-27. At that moment, Jesus gave us one of his greatest gifts, his mother as our mother. Of course, Mary isn't our natural mother. She's our spiritual mother. In other words, just as it once was her task some 2,000 years ago to give birth to Christ, to feed and nurture him, and to help him grow and develop into a man. So also from the time she said her first yes to being the mother of Jesus until the end of time, Mary's task is to give special spiritual birth to Christians, to feed and nurture them with grace, and to help them grow to full stature in Christ Jesus. In short, Mary's job is to help us grow in holiness. It's her mission to form us into saints. Now, wait a minute, you might say. Isn't that the job of the Holy Spirit to make us holy? Indeed, it is. The Holy Spirit is a sanctifier. It is he who transforms us at our baptism from being mere creatures into becoming members of the body of Christ. And it is he who helps us in our ongoing transformation into Christ through continued conversion, great. So how does Mary come into all of this? Mary is a spouse of the Holy Spirit. At the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel declared to Mary that she would conceive and bear a son and that the Holy Spirit would overshadow her. See the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 31 to 35. When Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word we can see most clearly that she's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. For at that moment, she gave the Holy Spirit permission to conceive Christ in her womb. Thus, at that moment, the already unfathomably deep bond between Mary and the Holy Spirit had begun in time at the first moment of her immaculate conception was revealed as nothing less than a a two-become-one mortal union See Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. As a result of that union, the Holy Spirit is pleased to work and act through his spouse, Mary, for the sanctification of the human race. 
of course, he didn't have to be so united to Mary. It was his free choice and that of the Father and the Son. And in that choice, he takes delight. So, says Father Gately, it's Mary's God-given task in union with and by the power of the Holy Spirit to form every human being into another Christ. That is, to unite everyone to the body of Christ and to form each person into a fully mature member of his body. Therefore, every human being is invited to rest in the womb of Mary and be transformed there by the power of the Holy Spirit more perfectly into Christ's own image. Yes, says Father Gately, if we want to become more fully Christ, then we need to belong more fully to Mary. By going to her and remaining with her, we allow her to accomplish her mission in us. We allow her to form us into other Christs, into great saints. But how do we do this? How do we belong more fully to Mary and allow her to fulfill its mission, her mission in us? Simple. We say yes, like, just like she did. Mary has a deep respect for human freedom. She knows from her own experience in Nazareth what a free yes to God can do. See Luke chapter 1 verse 38. And so she doesn't pressure us into giving her our yes. Of course, she always cares for her children, but she won't force us to enter into a deeper relationship with her. She surely invites us to such a relationship and patiently waits for us to accept her invitation, but she remains respectful. Still, if we could see how much longing hides behind her silence, we'd say yes to her if we only gave her, give her relief. In fact, saying yes to her gives her more than relief. It gives her joy, great joy, says Father Gately. And, more, and the more fully we say yes to Mary, the more joyful she becomes. For our yes gives her the freedom to complete her work in us, the freedom to form us into great saints. This brings us to the essence of what marrying consecration is all about. Marrying consecration basically means giving Mary our full permission, or as much permission as we can, to complete her motherly task in us which is to form us into other Christs. Thus, by consecrating ourselves to Mary, in each of us, each of us is saying to her, Mary, I want to be a saint. I want to know you also, I, want, I know that you also want me to become a saint and that it's your God-given mission to form me into one. So Mary, at this moment, on this day, I freely choose to give my full to give you my full permission to do your work in me with your spouse, the Holy Spirit, end quote. As soon as Mary hears us make such a decision, she flies to us and begins working a masterpiece of grace within our souls. She continues this work for as long as, as, long as we don't deliberately choose to change our choice from a yes to a no. As long as we don't take back our permission and leave her. That being said, it's always a good idea 
for us to strive to deepen our yes to Mary. For the deeper our yes becomes, the more marvelously she can perform her work of grace in our souls. One of the greatest aspects of being consecrated to Mary is that she's a gentle mother. She makes the lessons of the cross into something sweet and then pours her motherly love and solace into every wound. Going to her and giving her permission to do the job truly is the surest, easiest, shortest, and most perfect means to becoming a saint. What a joy it is to be consecrated to Jesus through Mary. Now we're ready to begin the retreat and learn about the blessed, this blessed secret and the man who so profoundly proclaims it to the world, St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort. So that is Father Gately's introduction. I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the grace through Mary's intercession to have your life changed. When we did this at the Newman Center last year, we found it was a unifying event. And if you're dealing with a parish, I highly encourage you to do this as a parish or a group of friends and encourage one another not to quit. This will take less than 1% of each day to do this Marian consecration. And if something stands out to you, I encourage you to bring it to prayer and to bring it in front of the Blessed Sacrament. If you can, share this with other people and invite them. You and I are created to become saints. First Thessalonians 4.3 says the will of God is your sanctification or your sainthood. Be not afraid and know of my prayers. God bless.